Hey, what's up, Travelers? It's your main man, Jesse Q here. Got part two of the hashtag TTG MDW weekend episode series. Yeah, let's go with series. So all that is happening right now. Uh, so this will be Priscilla and myself. Again, this episode was taped at the conclusion the day before the flights and everything. So we were dog tired. We spent a ton of time in the car in our, our chariot um, that I can't get enough of, uh, but living that truck life. And so this was at the conclusion of that, that day or that night when we had uh, gotten to our hotel in back in Albuquerque and we're getting ready to fly out in the morning. So you will definitely be able <laughs> to hear the fatigue in my voice specifically because you know, when I get sleepy, I lays it down. So, uh, but Priscilla was a trooper and she, uh, you know, she triumphed right on through and, and, and helped me stay alert during it. But we really just wanted to make sure that we were providing an accurate picture of New Mexico as a whole and as a place where I think not a lot of us have been to. I'm proud to be able to take myself off of that list now. But, um, yeah, you know, just wanted to make sure that we were providing accurate commentary. So if when you feel the need to go or if you find yourself in New Mexico, Albuquerque, Santa Fe, what have you, you'll at least have a base knowledge of where to go. And that's honestly what we're trying to do with all of these episodes is just to make sure that travel feels accessible to you. Wherever you want to go, you don't feel intimidated by it by any means. We've been loading up the kitty a little bit, so we've got a few great episodes that are on that are on deck once we finish with the series. So stay tuned. Um, as always, please follow at the Travel Guides at GQ50 at YESSUR07. Yes, sir. Um, and if you have not subscribed, please do so. I got through that pretty quickly. So, without further ado, please enjoy this episode of The Travel Guides. tuning in and welcome to another episode of the travel guides the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me it's your host Jesse Q here got Priscilla here we are very tired so tired <laughs> we earned our sleep tonight yeah it has been a long a long day um we woke up at eight in the morning um after our luxurious stay at the day's end um proceeded to grab some food uh, the donuts and champagne, and then we hopped in the car and went down to Santa Fe to the to the in, to the Native American market. Yeah. yeah. And what were your thoughts on that? I thought it was fascinating. And we parked. We kind of walked through a art market area. Right. Josh popped on some some soaps and <laughs> things real quick. Correct. Um, had some handicrafts, painting, and then all of a sudden you see an entire row of just vendors with their jewelry. Yeah, it was Handmade, a lot of Handmade, it went to stories, learned from their grandpa. Um, you were going ham. I, I loved it. It was so <laughs> interesting. Now, what, your your fascination was your pops had given you, turquoise is your birthstone. Yeah. And your pops had given you some, like you were, 
your I sister Ruby salty about this because my sister had a Ruby as a right. stone, and so you um, felt a little salty about it. But he, but yeah, go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, and so growing up every year, he'd go out to New Mexico and like buy these turquoise bangles, trying to make me feel better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want this shit is whack. And then now all of a sudden, like they're these beautiful pieces of jewelry, sterling silver, all of that, and I want to get something a little bit more modern. And you have a lot of the artists there who learned from their dads and their grandparents have taken a modern kind of contemporary spin on it right. and made it something like interesting that you'd want to wear nowadays. I'll be honest, I didn't know that it, it ran so deeply until we were there and like talking to some of the vendors and understanding like their culture and like and who taught them and the different the variants of styles and whatnot. Um, but I definitely had to come up for the one time. I was not expecting to spend any money. Um, I was just going to be there in support of Priscilla's habit. But the items you see in the back, you hear in the background a little bit. I uh, scooped me a couple, couple bangles. I uh, got me a bolo tie. It's going to be very fresh. I already know the fit I'm going to oh, put it so with. Good. It's going to be so very smooth. Um, and then the uh, a couple, a couple pieces of of jewelry as well. So for for gifts. Yeah, but, they all kind of signed the inside of it. So you have their names on it. Yeah, it was very tribes. It was funny. I bought two different bangles. And I go, the first guy, negotiate it, walk over to the second guy, and goes, you got that from my brother. We're both Navajos. You have a similar style. Like, no freaking way. It was real quick. They are, it was interesting because you can haggle, and I wasn't quite sure, but some of the stuff was high. Like, it was, it was a, there was a large range of prices, I feel like. Um, like, my, I was looking at, I was asking one, uh, I walked up, because I, I'm not quite sure. I'm a traditional cisgendered, Man, uh, hetero man. And so I have, not to say that you can't, you know, venture out, but I was asking what are the traditionally male pieces? And uh, I heard from one guy, he was saying the larger kind of cuff type of bracelets, uh, the bigger pieces, bulkier pieces, those are the traditionally masculine uh, pieces. So I walked over to, and he pointed me in the direction of another gentleman's uh, area. I walked over there and asked him, and he was like, it, it was very, it was a very me answer. Like he was like, I was like, this is what I heard, and he was like, nah, that's not real. He was like, you just need to do whatever, whatever works for you. <laughs> like whatever you think is fresh. Be like your best yeah, straight up. He's like, if you believe, they believe, basically. And I was like, I like that. And so that was when, um, you know, you go, you go. Uh, but I, when I went to look at his stuff. It was wildly overpriced. He looked me straight in my eye. I asked him for a for a, a, a cuff bracelet. How much is this? He was like twenty four hundred. Excuse me, twenty five hundred. I don't know what I was thinking saying twenty four hundred. I was like, either way, <laughs> and for that reason, I'm out. Like I yeah. walked away very smoothly, um, but then could walk three mats down and get two two bangles for fifty bucks. So there's like a lot of a lot Things of variation. Twenty thirty dollars. Oh yeah. A green necklace for thirty dollars. I moved a little bit higher, and I was in the, like, 50 to 150 range. Yeah. Um, you do, like, stone, sterling silver, and, and all the way up to multi-grand. It's pretty solid. So the plaza in Santa Fe is a definite must. You go down there, you've got the, you've got that, uh, the Native American market. There was a, <laughs> there were breakdancing uh, New Mexicans in the square. Uh, they were getting it in, and then we ventured up to the Rainbow Man because you had kind of skedaddled off, and I was trying to figure out where you were, and we went up there. Uh, how did you hear about the Rainbow Man? So I read about Rainbow Man in The New Yorker, and it was also covered, I think, in Vogue or something like that. And basically it's families who've been there for ages and ages and collect the best of Native American art, 
jewelry, woven tapestries, all that. So it's basically that strip that you and I shopped, right. where they've been collecting the best of it for the last hundred years. That's awesome. And so I, even just from a museum standpoint, I wanted to go see like what state, what are the things that you know are technically interesting or. Or people that got famous from sitting there selling their twenty dollar right. bangles, and then fifty years later, now are multi thousand dollar pieces. And they weren't even like phased by the publicity that they received, like being featured in the New Yorker and Vogue, GQ. Like they weren't even. There. It, he was like, "Oh yeah, that happens." Like, yeah, talk to my grandma. Right. Some stuff. I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> like whatever, it happens. It's like, it's like <laughs> we used to own the magazine stand. We used to sell you one. Right. Ha uh-huh. Let's move it on. What was his name? Do you Zach. remember? Zach. Zach. Zach was a wealth, wealth of knowledge. knowledge. Yeah, oh, it was my crazy. Stories, history about Santa Fe. It was insane. I didn't even know the Spanish influence. So we, I think we mentioned on the last episode, like New Mexico has been largely a mashup of people. Um, it's been very difficult to like parse out what like what ethnicities exist here and whatnot. And he let us know that there were like the artsy. Like this, they were basically like sending the outcasts of the families out here. So like the conquistadors were out here. There were people of African blood that were coming out here. There were um, it, basically like all the artists that he mentioned that were gay or something or something that would make yeah. them that would put them in tension with their family. They were sending them. They were like, just go out to California, yeah. and they didn't make it to California. They just settled here, and so that there's like that's why there's a large. Um, Art community and that the the artistry runs so deeply within New, uh, within New Mexican culture, which I thought was extremely interesting because he was like a walking history lesson. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. Like just about everything. Right. Like recent and his granddad literally wrote the textbook on tapestries, which is why like the stories of Native Americans and how how they started doing it, how they started working with different like industrial yarns, and then. And basically, what what is for putting on your wall versus throwing in the back of your jeep and using for the next twenty years? And they turned you and you're like you're thinking about starting to collect these, right? Yeah. She got a beautiful, yeah. beautiful blanket. Is that the right term? Is that the right term or is it a throw? What, the what one is- that I have is a saddle throw. A saddle throw, okay. So like for horseback riding, but I just like the stories they put into it. Yeah, it was popular. These tribal kind of mystery stories, and right. each one has a full, uh, full tale like woven into it. The detail on it was insane. Yeah, the colors are bright and right. Bright. Yeah, it was dope. definitely dope. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with it? I don't know yet. <laughs> I used to I used to have a blanket I used to throw in the back of my car. I know you're excited like, to just have it in your blanket out in Central Park, whatever it is. It's just beautiful. nice to go camping with and ride the next ten years, twenty years. We'll be super warm on your flight back <laughs> in four hours. In four hours, right. on a six a.m. <laughs> flight. I don't recommend that, folks. <laughs> Poor, poor life, life move, but that was my life choice. So, so then we were planning on eating at Tomasitos, uh, Tomasitas, uh, which is a highly recommended restaurant, and then it ended up being closed on the Sabbath, uh, which we did not know. And so we actually called Zach in panic, like, hey, man, what's because we had a strict schedule to fit everything in today. Um, and so we went and talked to Zach. Zach recommended uh, uh, Palacios, uh, cafe. What did you think about that? I really liked it. Yeah. You had kind I of mean, a sad meal. I did not have a sad meal. I had a healthy <laughs> meal. So they do kind of farm on the table, like salads and like healthier things with like a very heavy like New Mexican chili spin on it. Yeah, a very soup and salad yeah. type of meal. I had green chili stew, which I actually highly recommend. It's okay. also like a big local thing. That's good. But yes, they did have a salad on the side. It's a good salad. I had me a nice juicy burrito. It was delicious. 
um, with Christmas chiles in there. It was it was definitely popping. Cheese on cheese on cheese yeah, on cheese. Yeah, it was very good. It was, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it was it was very good. Uh, I'm putting a little lime in my tequila right now. <laughs> Would you like some? Yeah, Here you go. Thank you. Um, but yeah, and then we we had a it was it was excellent, very affordable. I lost my retainer in there. I was not excited <laughs> about that. That was that was a, an unfortunate casualty. Um, and then we hopped in the whip and went and booked it to uh, try to get to Taos. Yeah, got to Taos and had the most unfortunate of situations. Drove so for for perspective, if you're looking on a map. Um, Albuquerque is very, it's considered the northern part of southern New Mexico. People often refer to, describe describe the parts of New Mexico in northern and southern. They break the state up. Albuquerque is in the northern part of southern uh, New Mexico. Santa Fe is in, is solidly in northern New Mexico, but it is northeast of Albuquerque. Taos is even more northeast than uh, than Santa Fe is. So it is 90 minutes yeah. from, yeah, 90 minutes from Santa Fe. Uh, and Santa Fe is about 90 minutes from, from Albuquerque. So we're up a little bit. We drive this entire way, uh, very luxuriously in our, in our Silverado, right? Truck I mean, it's a beautiful pickup life for, for life. Uh, and we walk in there. We pull up to the to the gate. They, you know, Taos is a very small community, but a lot of like pueblos and just like beautiful scenery. They have a chapel that you should you should go check out. Uh, and they and so we were very surprised when there was like a, a keeper of the gate, and he's like, "Are you all working here? Or do you all live here?" And we're like, uh, "Nobody said anything because we knew how this story was about to end." And then he's like. Yeah, sorry, I can't let you all in. I was like, bro, we just drove like two hours to get here. And he's like, yeah, people do that. (laughs) Straight face. Straight face. 16-year-old kid. He's like, yeah, that happens. Uh, I'm going to tell you like I tell them, like, you can't come in. And I was like, what? (laughs) No empathy whatsoever. You do not care about my struggle, bro. So we drove back a little bit. And then parked and then took, luckily I have my 75 by 300 millimeter lens. <laughs> so I got my pictures. Know that. Scoped it in. Right. I got my pictures. But it was, but then, so feeling a little bit defeated, we, uh, Priscilla being the, uh, the great shotgun, uh, passenger, that navigator that she, that she is, was like, uh, suggested a, an alternate route to get back that, so where we could see the Rio Grande. Yeah. Talk a little bit about our like and evolutionary we, we, yeah. knowledge. And we've done two. So we there's a viewing point near Albuquerque. So you drive over, look over, and like it's like a puddle of water. Yeah, it's very underwhelming. Even, I wouldn't even call that a river. Right. So we had it's no like a idea. creek. I, I don't even know how to do that. And then we did a second one. We're like, oh, it looks like we're next to the Rio Grande again. <laughs> like, okay, well that that's kind of a river. And so this way, I just I don't even know what to do with this thing that I've heard is the Rio Grande. And we've seen it twice, and it was just nothing. Right. And it was on an accident. We were driving two tiles, and like the elevation, like for for context, Santa Fe, you are six hundred feet above sea level. Is that was like, is that what? Oh gosh. Was his name Zach? Zach. Yeah. Zach. That's what Zach said. So I think you're like six hundred. He said like five six hundred feet above sea level, and then five six hundred. Uh, feet above sea level, and then you're driving straight up into the mountains when you're going to like Taos and all of that. So we get through um, 
we're driving on the ascension and we look over to our left and we see like the re- like a true river but it's we're like 5 feet up from it like it's yeah. very it's very short yeah so then we take this alternate route and when we start to approach it Priscilla starts like freaking out like she's like, like genuine gas yeah. like i don't even know what how to react and i didn't want to Scare Josh, who's driving at this point. But I was just like, you need to pull over. You need to like, find a spot, you need to pull over. There are cars here, like, find that spot. Let's stop. This is the thing. Yeah, she's like, keep your, eye, keep your eyes on the road. I want you to freak out, but like, you, when you see this, yeah. this is going to be spectacular. So we park, and talk about what you thought when you first... I mean, when, what I'm seeing is, like, we're driving down the road. We're crossing over this bridge. Paint a word picture for And me. it's a canyon looking down. I can't see the river. Like, I know the river's down there somewhere, but it is so deep. Right. And, like, you know it's just a free fall there. Right. And like, it's stunning right all around vistas. I mean, the sun is, like, starting to set enough that you have colors everywhere, shadows everywhere. But I can't see the water. The right. I think I, I think I misspoke. The Rio Grande from water to bridge was 600 feet. We were 5,000 feet. Above yeah, sea yeah. level, yeah, I think that was that was what it was, um, but yeah, I mean, she it was it was breathtaking. We talked a little bit before this about how to <laughs> how to frame up and format this podcast episode, and it was basically like when you think about what to do in New Mexico, like the the landscape, the views are so inherently a part of the experience here because you're appreciating the natural beauty that exists within nature. And this was a perfect example of this. Like, you walk over this bridge, you park on either side of the bridge, and then you walk back onto the bridge, onto the side where cars are passing, and you start, like, taking pictures and doing your thing. When I tell you this, you, I have never, I felt so vulnerable and there's and there's no reason to because this is a tried and true bridge. You have a guardrail holding you yeah. in, but I felt like my sunglasses were gonna fall, my hat was gonna fall, I was gonna drop <laughs> drop my phone, I was gonna drop my camera, I was, everything I felt like was at risk, including myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have a suicide hotline, uh, and suicide is not funny at all. But you have like a suicide hotline emergency call button where they're like the crisis hotline right on the edge where they're like don't jump. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It was incredible. I mean, I walked out there first, and so I'm with uh, a group of maybe women in their 60s. I'm like, isn't this incredible? This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And the lady goes, absolutely not. I don't know how we get off of this thing. I want to sit right here and just, like, call it a day. Um, it was, and, like, the cars would go by, and it's yeah. all concrete and metal, and, I mean, you're you're definitely insecurely, but, like, it does rumble a little bit. It does. And, like, the wind is real strong. Very strong. Um, And it, it's a free fall. It really, really is a a clear way down. You played me out pretty smooth. Because uh, when I was, so we were, <laughs> Priscilla reminded me we have taken no pictures together. Uh, we've just been being each other's photographers. And so she was like, let's take a, like, let's take a ussy. And so I was like, all right, cool. And I, as soon as she gave me, that's a lot. I didn't say, all right, cool. I was dreading it because yeah. I didn't want to be responsible for holding her camera. And she was like, you, we, our backs are to this, the, the cliff, like, hold it out. You would literally have to throw my phone oh, off yeah, of the, you but you dropped it. It just like, felt plausible. <laughs> it, it felt very, very plausible that I would mess that oh, up. Yeah. It, it was great people watching. Just Absolutely. Like kids, someone brought a dog. He's the dog was like, hell no. Like, this is not, this is not happening. Right. 
Uh, but we spent a long time on there. It was an enjoyable experience. It was a good minute. FaceTime a few people. Shout, oh, out, to, yeah. shout out to Phil. Oh, yeah. The only person who picked up. Appreciate you. <laughs> Appreciate you, my brother. Um, but it yeah. was one of those things that like was so stunning you wanted to share with people. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Awe, breathtaking views. And it was a gym because we weren't expecting. Nothing. That this to one, be. I've seen the puddle. I've seen the right. little creek that is the Rio Grande. This was. We given up on the Rio Grande. We were like, well, let's just we'll just go to this right. <laughs> we're talking about we'll take it next on this this little bridge in Albuquerque and have this sad picture and be like, we went to the Rio yeah. Grande. You know how mad I would have been if we would have taken those pictures and then come back and looked it up like <laughs> ta- like. Hashtag Rio Grande, and then looked at the picture and be like, "Where in the world was this? Like, why, how do how do we end up with these oh with these these lit junior photos oh, instead of having a contrast like, photo for people? So do you understand how little this straight bridge? up? It was so small, bro. But I mean, I'm glad that we I'm glad we stumbled upon it because it was it was beautiful. Yeah, it's it was, not even just the highlight of the trip for me. It is a must do if you come. Absolutely, here. like, and this is knowing that it's an hour and a half outside of Santa Fe. Two and a half, three hours outside of Albuquerque. Like, it's a, it's a must. It's yeah. a must. For those of you with Arizona context, it's similar to, like, Sedona, where you go. It's, like, it's a, it's a must check off the list type of thing. Yeah. But, I mean, you hear so much about the Rio Grande, and you're already, you already need to do Taos, and you already need to do, like, this entire area. The it just makes sense yeah. for like the the Rio Grande to be uh, an integral part of that. Yeah, and the bridge is called the Gorge Bridge or High Bridge. It's a Rio Grande Gorge Bridge. It's very so you true. Don't, you don't get mixed up with other bridges. Yeah, there's a lot. Don't get just yeah, <laughs> go go there. You can't you can't miss it. But it's it was it was beautiful. And so I think like I don't even think our words are doing it justice. But I mean, it breathtaking. Like even outside of the sheer grandeur of the canyon or um the, i guess it is a canyon yeah. that's yeah um i mean it's like the, the rock formations on the way down impeccable the actual like the stream like the river is flowing you have a, every a lot of like beauty moving around this uh this experience peripherally yeah when you look 360 it's like Desert Vista, rolling hills everywhere, mountains uh-huh. in the background, and it's just this entire canyon that's cut in straight into a otherwise completely flat. I mean, mountain vista. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. It's very dope. So then, after we cleared that, we what did we do? We went to, went to the Earthships. So the Earthships are we referenced it before, but the Earthships are basically like a community of hippies who flipped the a bird to the government and we're like we don't need you for anything and they uh created this little community with of entirely recyclable or recycled material houses as well as uh toiletries and everything else off the grid solar panels everywhere right you can get you can build one of these houses for like 20 20 grand so i mean it's just like very affordable living but like no frills type yeah. situation. And there are there art pieces. Like yeah, they're interesting looking, like sculptural, like what do you think a hippie would do if they were gonna make a and this is what, maybe five five minutes, ten minutes outside of the, the bridge. Right. They're right next to the river as well. That's very true. And just a ton of them, a whole vast community of it. It was definitely a lot. So, you know, I think that would be a nice uh way to to handle that trip. Um I don't know. 
What was it, what's been your favorite part of the entire visit? Probably the bridge. The bridge? Yeah. That was pretty that was pretty special. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. So yeah. then we left we left there and we went And Frontier, obviously. Went to Frontier, yeah, Frontier. <laughs> we definitely ate there again tonight. It was delicious. Again, we ended up getting you got the same thing. I got the same thing. It's a terrible one. I got a half order of enchilada. There's two of them. It's enough for a full meal. That's all that for five fifty total. The prices are insane. Like they're insane. And I think with with what I ordered, I got breakfast initially and then tonight I got the half enchilada, two tacos, a salad, and I think that might have been it. And fries. Mm-hmm. The fries were clutch. The mm-hmm. fries were very clutch. But yeah, you should definitely check out Frontier. Uh whenever you're here. Yeah. And then after that, where do we What was your favorite part of the trip? You know, I think honestly, I was just surprised overall at how much I enjoyed it. Like, <laughs> I called New Mexico the Great Desolate <laughs> before <laughs> because I didn't know that anything existed here. Yeah. But now I truly buy into like the land of enchantment, yeah, Monica that they have, just because like there's so much here. It's such a rich. This wildly exceed. This this whole thing started off as like a as a theory, yeah. as a theory of like let's explore somewhere new and let's see what exploring somewhere new domestically looks like. And I think to understand that this has been very similar to not only an international experience but a great one, mm-hmm. and to be able to experience a new culture, to be able to experience new food, to be able to experience new. Animals, new nightlife, new everything. Like it's just like it's a whole new experience that I didn't really expect. And then on top of that, the you have the the um, uh, the, what's we call the Rio Grande, and I think that was just the icing on the cake. Like that was just that was just insanely beautiful to see. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's like the all the different things were not just. Amazing, but the high quality of the landscape oh, yeah. was stunning. The culture is so rich. You do an entire trip just on museums and learning about local culture. Right. The food was stunning. The people were nice. Like the party, we thought we were going to bring the party, but everywhere <laughs> we went, like it was a good time. That's very true. It's very true. People were all nice except for that sixteen-year-old vigilante that wouldn't <laughs> let us in. Going to to Taos after driving ninety minutes, but. All in all, I mean, I'm. I would definitely come back. I would come back this year. That's oh, yeah. how. I could, oh, yeah. Yeah. We were ready to plan the next trip. Yeah, here. I would definitely be down. And so I think that that's the key takeaway for you guys is to make sure that, like, one the the entire point that this was that this was trying to drive home is that there are a lot of people who have been to Tibet but haven't been to North Carolina. Yeah. You know, a lot of people has been to. Uh, I was going to say Kuwait, which would have been totally wrong. But I mean, people who have been to Italy that haven't been to Colorado. Like, these are places, like, we can, you can visit. You don't have to go way out to experience a new culture. We've, we've been pretty spendthrift before the Native American market as far as, like, booking all the rooms. And granted, that went awry with the, uh, with the Days Inn. But, you know, I would change the Days Inn. Like, the Days yeah. Inn was, like, it added to the, to the fun of the trip. Yeah. You know, a bonding experience, if you will. And so I think just making sure that you are being open to those types of uh, trips yeah. as and well. And I'm just excited about road trips, too. Yeah, this definitely, it did. You have to have a car for this. 
Yeah. But you have to have a solid playlist, someone that you want to chat and, and just enjoy the scenery with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a place that you can come and there's... We did a few of the big highlights, and I would recommend the ones we did. But if you want to wander around and just explore villages and things like that, there were places that we wanted to stop all along the way back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chimayo. Yeah. Oh, like there's, there's just a ton. And I appreciate you being, like, very flexible in it, because we really just, like, we're rolling with yeah. it. It's something that looks cool. Those are the people you want to bring here. Yeah. Like, you want someone who's like, ooh, this looks interesting. Let's let's turn off here. And, Absolutely. And spend a few hours. If something looked, like, mildly interesting, we were like, all right, yeah, yeah let's do this. Let's yeah. detour for an hour and go and see this through and see what and see what's going on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was, all in all, I mean, it was it was pretty solid. I, do you have anything that you want to? Add or do you feel like you feel like it's been encapsulated here? Yeah, I think we we got most of it. It was very like this was a good this was a good trip. Yeah, this was a good like trip. Don't play grass. Like, have yeah, they like, come here. It was very fun, and I think like from now on, if I'm just if I just need a place to get away, I will definitely look net domestically as opposed to looking abroad as the only option. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Where I can get that. It's hidden gem, absolute hidden gem. And we peel back maybe one layer of the onion. Right. It's a good time, though. It's a good time. Well, not to belabor the point, uh, I'm low-key, like, I'm very tired. My you eyes will be are, tired. That is, that is the takeaway of this. You will earn your sleep every day. Yeah, there's been, there's been a lot uh, going on. But you can find Priscilla on Instagram at, <laughs> at Priscilla M. Bab. Uh, and as always, you can find me at GQ50. And please follow at the Travel Guides as well. Uh, if you have not subscribed and the Travel Guides has been a blessing to you, please do so and consider leaving a review. Five stars, please. They are much appreciated. Uh, I guess that'll, that'll do it for another episode of the Travel Guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.